The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. I am your host. I am here. I'm delighted to be here today celebrating the beginning of March and um, just some fun things are going to be happening and I think you'll enjoy this show a lot. You're listening to Waking Up in America's Dynamic Radio Dialogues on Life Today and American Issues That Actually Matter. Today my co-host is Gail Ellen. Thank you, Gail. Wonderful to have you here. And You're our welcome. special guest today is Tippi Hedren. So we'll be, you'll be hearing more of them very shortly. I actually invite you to join all torchbearers as we ask each of you to individually light your own flame and actually care about something and then stand for it. And um, some of the things that the Olympic flame stands for would be freedom, intelligence, mutual respect, and that vibrancy of this 2,000-year-old flame. Actually, the words in Latin on the torch are Sidious Altius Fortius, which means swifter, higher, stronger. And that's what Waking Up in America has been about for 26 years. And we actually look for the most powerful and um, enlightening and strong conversations that we can find on earth. And Tippy Hedren certainly stands for that today. I must apologize to Miss Hedren because I thought she was totally Norwegian and it turns <laughs> out that she's actually Swedish Norwegian. And was there anything else tossed in there? What I, yes, what I there is. There's um, a, a quarter... Um, um, Swedish and um, quarter German. You have any idea how happy you just made the Germans before this? But it was only the Norwegians that were smiling. <laughs> so I really want well, to thank I'm, you. But I'm half Swedish, so there you are. I know, and my yeah. my um, my my co-wife who you met at one of your events, uh, Kura Kirkgaard, will be more than happy to hear that, as she is full-blooded <laughs> Swedish. So we have a lot of the Nordic intelligence here. I think I probably gave it to you simply because the fact that I know the Norwegians are very advanced in cell phones and things of that nature, and I know you're an advanced human, and we'll get back to you in a moment. Uh, All right. you, you can see how much fun this is. We, she and I have had more than one occasion to enjoy ourselves. Bob Costa of the Home Shopping Network says we are doing radio that's changing the world. And you know what? We're getting feedback about that, and I just want to thank you for that, Bob. I invite you to visit our site and sign up for our newsletter and share us with your friends. And if you happen to hear a telephone ringing, a dog barking, or an angel singing, or an elevator door clinging, or something like that, we actually call in from, or a lion roaring in this case, we actually call in from our homes and offices to cause this program from around the world. So one of the things I really, I, I say my prayers because God help us. I mean, we really need to be helped with what's happening in the world at this time. And I like to actually pray in Aramaic. And prayer means to go out into the world and reach for your highest dreams and to claim that which is yours and always to include a prayer for celebrating the Republic of America. Today we ask for respect for our animal friends as well as for each other. So one of the things that I, I also ask for respect for the land, and I will tell you that I 
just got in the mail something from the um, NRDC, which is um, the National Resources Defense Council, and it's like, oh, my God, what are they going to think of next? What's come on is that foreign mining companies, including Anglo-American and Rio Tinto, are planning to dig one of the world's largest open pit mines at the headwaters of Bristol Bay, Alaska. Now, hmm, this ecosystem is vital to Alaska, and it actually... Fishermen like it because of salmon. There's bears, bears, there's eagles, there's seals, and there's whale. And I'm sorry, a big sludge pit is just not something that Alaska or the world needs. So I suggest that you contact them if you can. They're at www.stoppebble.org. So there you go on that. And um, hmm, let's see, something else exciting for you. Check out Shambhala, S-H-A-M-B-A-L-A dot org. And uh, we promised you an interview. Gail, I know I cut you off a few minutes earlier. Um, say hello to our listeners. Uh, Gail has been my friend and an original listener from to Waking Up in America since 1987, and we have done some great things together. Well, we have, uh, Val, and, you know, being your beauty and arts editor, um, I think one of the really exciting things about today is that we have Tippi Hendren with us, who um, I will say um, I think is just a incredibly wonderful human being and an inspiration to all of us for lots of various things. So I know that you'll introduce her properly, but I just want to personally tell her welcome, and, and we're just so excited about today. Oh, we well, certainly are. Thank you. And if you if you take a look at the website, did you see the picture we got on the website, Tippy? It looks really good. If you didn't, um, take a look at it afterwards. And while you're here, you should be checking out Shambhala and then put up another screen, which is Waking Up in America, so you can check out our sponsors, because without them, none of these conversations occur. Tippy, I, I think of you often, and what made me think of you in particular, even though it happened a while ago and you were out of town, was I saw the HBO performance of a girl. Mm. Uh huh. And what you were telling me that was like the 50th anniversary of the birds. Uh, well, it, the, this year is the uh, 50th anniversary of the birds. Well, yes. for listeners that haven't had the privilege of knowing that bird, I didn't pick one of your bleeding faces, okay, <laughs> to to put on in the description. Thank you. <laughs> I, I I liked it before Hitchcock worked you over. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was quite an experience, I must say. Well, I guess what struck me, Gail, and what struck me, Tippy, out of the whole thing was I, I call I put courage in the name of today's show because I've known you for a long time, and of course, duh, you walk around with lions and tigers around, and you have had that life for years. So I don't know why I wouldn't have considered you courageous. It was when I saw you standing up in your character, standing up to Hitchcock, I just like got a shudder ran through me. And it was like, oh my well, God, the courage! Well, I, I felt that um, I, I felt it was um, well that that had to be it's just because of my my uh, upbringing and uh, with my parents who were excellent um, um, guides for my sister and me, but uh, my Lutheran upbringing as well. So, you know, um, I know right from wrong, and um, the yeah. wrong isn't going to make it for me. So. Yeah, but you're also willing to open your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you've had one or two occasions you wish yeah. you hadn't. 
well, anyway, I thought it was very, very important for this uh, this situation to to um, be heard, and uh, for women who have been the object of someone's obsession and uh, which they weren't interested in becoming involved, uh, it's horrible. And uh, all of you out there who have had this kind of a a life uh, will understand. I mean, it was I, I had to get out, and I did, and he threatened to ruin my career, which he did, mm. but he didn't ruin my life because I walked away with my head held high, and, um, you know, there... Well, I don't know if listeners really realize... I, you know, I've known you for years, and I never knew about the four or five days of filming in which he used the live birds to keep attacking you and attacking you and attacking you. I'd never heard about that before, and that... Mm, I, sur- I that, survived that. That's, you know... You did, but, I mean, yeah. it's not exactly normal behavior... That required a lot of courage to stand up and come back again. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, well, it did. Well, I'm kind of curious, okay? You did, Marnie, afterwards, did you, like, bring a bowie knife with you or something like that to protect mm-hmm. yourself, or how did you handle uh, yourself I became an expert. I became an expert at getting out of situations. I could really? write a book about <laughs> getting out of situations, <laughs> and maybe I should. That, maybe that is should. an amazing talent. Yes, yeah. Um, so, uh, but it. it um, nevertheless, when when the whole thing continued, uh, you know, week after week after week, and I, uh, I was just building up this this strong feeling like I have to get out. I know I'm in the middle of a movie, but I've got to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And. Um, uh, Towards the end of the filming, and um, I had been asked to go to New York to accept um, the Photoplay Magazine Award on the Tonight Show. It yeah. would be, you know, it'd be gone. I'd be gone. Maybe may, we'll leave one day, do the, the event, and come back the next. And I went to Hitch and to ask him if, if um, uh, they could rearrange the schedule so that I could do this. And uh, he made the most awful um, uh, demands of me and uh, that I in no way would ever, ever um, um, say yes to. And I said, oh, that's, I, I have to get out. I have You're to get out. You're being a lady here, aren't you? Yeah. About the yes. demands. Yes. Was, was this at, uh, after the filming of Marnie or was this after no, the filming? No, it was during the filming of Marnie. We were wow. we were almost finished with it. Uh, I think we had another week to shoot, something like that. Did you ever consider a sick day? Uh, I uh, I don't play games like that. <laughs> I, I, I I see one more thing. I respect you for. I personally, I probably would have, because I wouldn't have seen any way to stop him other than having him have a sick day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that was the breaking point? Yeah, that was. That was it. You know, I remember yeah. you and I talking the other day, and you're ta- saying what you had said previously, that um, he ruined your career but not your life. And mm-hmm. today I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know, he really redirected her, whether he meant to or not. And I was wondering, do you think Shambhala would still be here if your career had happened in the way that you were hoping? 
Uh, I, uh, there's no way I can talk. I can say that. I can't. I, I, there's no way. I know that uh, I think um, the birds changed my life completely in my being able to do things that uh, were uh, that were meaningful. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when I was with um, Food for the Hungry, where I, when I was a volunteer for as um, coordinator uh, for Food for the Hungry, and I went all over the world helping people who had been, who had their lives decimated by earthquake or floods, war, uh, whatever. We went to, to Africa, we went to uh, Asia, to um, uh, every, South America, oh Central America. Uh, helping people, setting up programs. We didn't just go in and put a Band-Aid on the situation. We we um, had um, people staying there and that we uh, could, uh, so that they could monitor the programs that we had set up. And uh, it, was, it was amazing. I mean, I, I, I really should write a book about that. I mean, because the, the, we, um, the, the situations were so varied. You know, we had... Uh, um, Rented a battleship from the Australian Navy during uh, when all of the Vietnamese people were exiting Vietnam, and uh, we sailed the, the South China Seas, helping the boat people wow. and keeping them safe from the from the pirates. And uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you know the, <laughs> I thought I saw courage in a movie, and now I see courage all over the place. Mm. <laughs> mm. Gail, did you want to pop in here with anything? I do. You know, it, 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 this whole thing is just really inspiring. And, um, you know, I just want to say delicately, Tippy, that you were over 50 and uh, totally <laughs> winning the second half. I mean, just unbelievable. You know, I just, I'd like to just hear, you know, for those of, of our listeners who don't know really about Shambhala and to hear how Tippy began her long love affair with animals. And I know that she did that when she was doing a film in Africa and she met a mellow lion. And I think that uh, began her devotion to the big cats and the whole cat well, that, sanctuary. That, it started when I was doing the two films in, in Africa. I did two of them back to back, one in South Africa and one in uh, then Rhodesia, which is, of course, now Zimbabwe. Uh, but it was uh, 1969 and 1970 when environmentalists all over the world were telling us, people of the world, that if we didn't do something right then to save the animals in, in the wild, by the year 2000, they would be gone <gasps> just wow. due to encroaching civilization, sport hunting, poaching. Right. And, of course, you know, that those situations still go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, my then-husband, was uh, who was a producer... And I decided to do a film, and um, we uh, kicking around ideas about what uh, should we use one animal, fo- focus on one animal, focus on a, a pride of lion, a, you know, a group of, of herd of elephant, what, whatever. Um, uh, and uh, we went to the Gorongosa Game Preserve in Mozambique, and there was a house that had been abandoned by a game warden because it flooded during the rainy seasons, and. A pride of lion moved in. Wow! It was the mm-hmm. most amazing sight, and you couldn't. It was. It grew to be the largest pride in all of Africa, and you couldn't really count them because they were in motion. Uh, and um, but we figured that there must have been twenty-five to thirty 
Lions wow. of all sizes. They were sitting in the windows like great, <laughs> like great portraits. Uh, they were walking in and out the doors. They were napping on the verandas. The cubs were playing out in front. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Oh, it was pure, I mean, candy for the eyes. But Is dangerous. that the house? Oh, my God, you couldn't go near it, you know. Is that the house that was in Roar? That, yeah, that was uh, uh, that. The house in Mozambique was a white house, so it, it, it didn't look like we made it look very African. Yeah, you yeah. did. I, I remember yeah. thinking when I watched Roar that it was the uh, your family album because I, I was like blown away to see Melanie as a teenager. You know? Yes, yes. Was, and I yeah. was also astounded at everybody's comfortableness being around these lions. Now I know that that's not <laughs> well, something you know. that you recognize recommend at this time uh, but no we were there were so many of us hurt i w- i was hurt melanie was hurt uh, my then husband was hurt so often they were going to name a wing at the palmdale hospital after <laughs> <laughs> um, you know but it was you know eventually you get to the point where you're saying what are we doing i mean this is crazy these animals are apex predators top of the food chain Okay, One of four so of the most dangerous the animals of, right? in the world, and our government says, sure, breed them and sell them or whatever. That, our government looks at them as a natural resource. Mm. Oh, right. Isn't that amazing? Nice little kitty. <laughs> That's the, uh, the bill that I'm, I'm currently working on, the uh, big cats um, uh, and public safety uh, protection act. Uh, it goes through the, um, uh, that uh, that department of natural resources. You know, I'd like to talk from... Tippi, I'd like to just kind of jump in and talk about your letter to Congress and uh, about the um, stopping about the, the breeding uh, yeah, of, yeah. for financial gain and this, yeah. uh, the opposition that you're having from the circus, et cetera. Yeah, well, the, um, the special interest groups are a great detriment uh, to, our, to our government. Uh, because they, uh, whatever, if you have enough money, you can get whatever you want out of the government. Mm-hmm. Now, are we and, talking about uh, Barnum and Bailey, or what are we talking about? Yeah, Ringling, Ringling Brothers, Ring, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey, Feld Entertainment, and um, they have have said if we don't exempt them from do, doing their breeding, this bill will not pass. Hmm. Huh? You can tell they have friends. Yeah. So, and they've got all the money. They've got the money to buy their way into anything. How can it's our really, it's really, dis, it's very disillusioning to, to uh, uh, work on something that you feel is so necessary and have it just taken so lightly by so many people. I mean, the numbers well, you... of people and children, children and adults who have been hurt or killed by these animals. I, I mean, was actually it's thinking that perhaps we could get, maybe you could invite listeners for a special day or something like that to come to Shambhala or maybe adopt one of the animals because I know that's available if people are looking at the website. Uh, is, is there something that the individual listener can do? Yes, uh, you can write your to your, yeah, they, first of all, look at, uh, look at the Shambhala website, shambhala.org, and um, write to your, you know, uh, look at the, look at the issues. And um, write to your congressman, and this is federal, this isn't state, this is, uh, uh, they go to Washington, D.C. Um, uh, emails, te- telephone calls, just inundate them with calls. I mean, because this is, this is not right. 
Yeah, I, I don't even trust Congress at this point to do anything right. There seems to be so much, I don't know, so much, what do you call it, pork rinds or whatever it is, Gail, you know, mm-hmm. the special little interest things that are slipped yeah. into all right. the bills. And yeah. I just have absolutely, I, I, I have no faith in Congress to do anything for you. I was wondering if, if there would be a way to actually start state by state. And when I mentioned that to you the other day, I think you said you're, you weren't planning I'm, on I'm living that long. I'm too old to do that. I, I, <laughs> you're too old to do that. It takes a long time to get a bill passed, whether it's state or federal. And um, I'm, I'm way too old just to do that. So do you have a successor? A successor? Or is this going to all go by the wayside? Um, at the end well, of I'm not. Life. I'm not leaving yet. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. I mean, literally, I agree with you that it's going to take years. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Well, we're uh, the bill was introduced you know, last September, and um, uh, it uh, uh, because of the of the uh, you know the election and the uh, Benghazi and all of that. Everything, uh, the whole government just went. You know, you know where it went. Uh, and, yes, we uh, discover, discuss that, but the language is not available to be heard on <laughs> regular airtime about what's going on with the government. <laughs> so anyway, so, the the bill has uh, gone over into this year. So the uh, the House number and the Senate number that we uh, received uh, when the bill was introduced last September, uh, have, the bill has to be uh, reintroduced, at which point we will then get um, new... House number and new Senate number. Tippy, we have to give our um, sponsors some some acknowledgement here. So you're listening to Waking Up in America with uh, Gail Ellen, Tippy Hedren, and Dr. Val Kirkgaard. And we're going to do I'm going to do a little break here, and then after that break, we'll be back talking more about what you can do and what others can do to see if we can get this made. And if there's any movie producers around or any script writers, strikes me that. This would be a great story and maybe even faster through the movies than it would be through Congress. So I invite you to visit the wakingupinamerica.com website and to sign up for our newsletter. And also please check out our sponsors. They are on the right-hand side of the page and at the bottom. First of all, we have Sir Jason Winter Tea, and that particular tea strengthens your immune system. And the man that invented it actually had a very serious condition that we're not supposed to mention, but it begins with a C. And he went to three different places in the world to get their special cures for that particular thing. And he did manage to take care of that for himself. I cannot say that that would work for everyone. I will tell you that what I do know is that Jason Winter Tea not only tastes good, but it strengthens your immune system. And any benefits you get from your immune system being strengthened, that's a really good thing. Uh, Next on our list, we have Protandin. And I actually missed, I lost my bottle and I didn't have it for a month, and I found my memory starting to fade and all kinds of things happening in less than 30 days. I started taking it again about four or five days ago, and my memory is already noticeably different. Protanin is supposed to take your um, your blood back to the age of 20. I didn't ask my blood exactly, but I think it said it was 49 at the point, so I'm hoping to get it back to 20. And uh, the vitality that belongs with that, but the difference that I see in that, also I'm drinking ionized restructured alkaline water and you can actually call me personally about that at 310-455-8623 my son's hair that was gray is now returning back to brown and he's only been on that water for two weeks so i give those three products very strong things about how i am as vital as i am at the ripe old age of 72 
EMSCO is Emergency Management Solutions, and bless their heart, um, C.W. Wright is right now out, uh, I believe he's in the Philippines. He goes and he delivers things to disaster areas, and we're missing UCW, and um, Godspeed. Randy Shannon is uh, one of the co-hosts on Waking Up in America, and Randy Shannon has a website called 42action.org. If you have problems with the way the government is operating with you, there are remedies for some of those problems. Some of the things they're doing are actually legitimate. Some are not. At 42action.org, you can learn about that, and you can also learn about that at Tad Patterson's You Have the Right. All these are listed on our website. Uh, check it out. If you want to write to, to Tad, write him at note at mailhouse.com and make sure you let him know that you heard about him here on Waking Up in America. Marketing with the Stars, if you've got 100,000 um, emails that you would like to send out, very effective, very low cost, and uh, just talk to Raw and tell him you heard about us here. So the links for all of these are on the website. Now, one of my favorites, because I, I, I get samples and review copies and all that kind of good stuff, and I've got some really neat El Pinto salsa from, from Jim Thomas. He and his brother... John actually owned the El Pinto restaurant in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and it's been there for 50 years. It's actually a destination point. Many well-known people have gone there and visited El Pinto. So, and you, but you don't have to go that far. You can actually go to Ralph's and pick up their their good salsa. Uh, DrValerie.com. I invented an emotional clearing process in 1984. And I'm proud to say that I do it as a consultant, and um, I'm very pleased with the results, and I'll give you a demonstration of it. And you can call me at 310-455-8623 and actually experience that. Also, down at the bottom of the website there on the first page, you can click on the Coning Company and find out how to improve your sinus situation, many different things. This 5,000-year-old process is around because it still works. So... Go to coincompany.com if you've got any stuffiness in your ears or stuffed noses or um, just tightness, tension in your neck, that kind of thing. And uh, Or call me, 310-455-8623, and we'll check that out. So what can I say? Tip of the day is my tip for today. The tip is care about something that matters. What do you think, Tippy? Oh, I think that's wonderful. You know, something, you and if you if you find something like that in your life, it is it is a great gift because you have a reason to get up in the morning and yes. go and and uh, you're not just thinking about what what are you what are you going to do that day or or whatever thought patterns come into your mind, but to to have uh, have a goal, have a responsibility is a great gift. I love that. And, you know, I had uh, uh, a quote for today myself, which said, to focus the ruling state of my mind in an upward, aspiring, harmonious, and positive spiral, and to look what would resonate with beauty, delight, energy, happiness, and passion for me. So here we are with this conversation, and just letting the day follow from that starting point. Well, that's pretty good. Outside of Shambhala, what is the thing that you care about the most, Tippy? Um, well, uh, well, my family. Mm-hmm. You know, my beautiful family. 
who are, uh, my grandchildren are all so bright and they all have they all have uh, visions of what they want to become and um, and they're good people. That's a gift uh, to you, Tippy. It is indeed. You know, a, a true gift, and and for them to be, um, you know, um, living a life with a future that way is just really, really wonderful. Oh, I think so too. How many grandchildren do you have? I have um, uh, four, actually. Um, uh, Alexander uh, Bauer, uh, who is a musician and has his own um, musical group and, um, you know, plays at different places all over Los Angeles. And um, uh, Dakota Johnson, who is, uh, who was, who was um, Kate on the series Ben and Kate. Huh. Oh, she was so wonderful. It was just, I mean, charming. I was going to say Dakota sounds like funny. an actress's name. Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson sounded like the perfect actress's name, I was thinking, before you introduced that she had been on the series. It's a oh. great name. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Stella is still in school, and she, she is, uh, she's really the brilliant one. She's a really smart girl. And um, uh, Jesse Johnson, um, who is um, um, stepson to Melanie. Um, uh, did any of you see uh, Killing Lincoln? Oh, yes, I he, did. He, Jesse played John Wilkes Booth. Oh, for oh. heaven's sake. Yes. And he was so good. Both he and, and Dakota are just excellent oh, actors. That was, he was excellent. Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> he scared me. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe everybody doesn't know that Melanie is your daughter. Melanie, Melanie Griffith? Griffith. Yeah, and uh, Antonio Banderas is my is my son-in-law. Not bad. I have to ask you a question. He's so good looking. Is he a handful? Of course. (laughs) I I remember (laughs) seeing him in a movie called Assassin, and I thought, gosh, I think it was Sylvester Stallone or something like that years ago. And I looked at him and thought, this is one of the most handsome men I've ever seen in my life. And I think he was busy being an assassin, but I didn't care. I just was so <laughs> impressed with him, and then I, I remember thinking, "Oh boy, I bet this guy's a handful." Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's a he's a really good father, and you know he's good guy. Now they've been yeah. married quite a while, haven't they? Oh yeah, Stella's sixteen. Wow. Yeah. So, are there any family projects in line for a movie or anything like that? You've got such a talented family. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah. Talk, I like to upgrade Roar. I don't mean that there was anything wrong with it, but I like to push it into the present. And you got the cast of characters right there, don't you? Oh, for sure. You know, um, um, so many times people people say, "Well, do you do you ever give advice to your your kids, or um, and, and do you and Melanie ever talk about the roles that you play, or what, you know?" And no, we don't. None of us do. We don't talk about. Um, uh, uh, the play, the movie, or the television show, or whatever that any one of us are doing, uh, and certainly none of us would insult the other by giving advice. Oops. Yep. <laughs> as a person who has recently, as this morning, given her son some advice, I go, "Oops," because <laughs> it's like so embarrassing sometimes. If you could see me, my face is red with oopses. 
yeah. on this particular <laughs> you know, thing. You know, Tippy, I wanted I wanted to just ask you though about um uh about Jesse's part because he had to grow that big mustache. Oh yes, and he had to yeah, yes, and he was that jumbo with that. mustache. Did he love it? <laughs> Now, yeah, you just brought up something, Gail, which makes me wonder. I always wondered, if you were doing a character like that, now mind you, not just Jesse, do you think that, like, hangs over into their private lives in any way? Uh, I think uh, with some actors, they they get into character and kind of stay in character, which can be very scary if you've got yeah, the wrong role. Yeah, I was thinking role. of Heath Ledger, actually. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't. I just, I'm... I'm uh, when when I leave the studio, I'm myself again. Oh, I got it. I wanted to ask Gail a question, actually, Gail. We're talking about caring about things. I'm going to talk a little bit about what I care about most recently. But I was curious, what's really important to you? You know, recently? I just really, I'll tell you what's important is uh, uh, the things that I'm relating to what Tippy is saying, the whole um you know, conversation on um, uh, family and and the quality of human beings that that is in your own personal circle of influence and how you can really brighten and and you know make everything positive just in that little environment and in doing that, I think you can really make a big difference. You know, well, you guys, I went to a conference. Uh, a water conference about a month ago down in Orange County. And I'm a dragon Leo fire-burning type of person, and I go to this water conference on ionized, alkalized, structured water, and I came out of there wanting to be Aqua Woman. I started to think, you know, in my life, if I was to be able to give life something, what would that be? And um, what it would be is actually, it would be that every kitty cat, lion, horse, flower, person on this planet actually had access to that water. Because what I've seen about the difference that it makes and what really got me was watching the conference and seeing that the um, they actually had a situation where they said that if they got... Um, if they caught mongoloid children before they were three years old and they gave them this water and training, that that would all be gone. Oh, my. I mean, that's what I said, oh, my. Mm. And I've been thinking in terms of what I would like to put on my tombstone. So, you know, I love the fact that I've done radio for all these years and met all these amazing people. I mean, what what these conversations do for my life is just move them forward all the time. And... It's now 26 years of these conversations with extraordinary people on the planet. And I thought that this or the breath thing that I developed, which is I, I've done for so many years successfully, would be the things I left behind. But when I look at wanting to expand to include more human beings in it, I start thinking about the water and I even start thinking about, you know, I even had fantasies of uh, putting one of the water systems in for your animals. Okay, because I'm actually feeding my animals um, this ionized, alkalized, um, restructured water. Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with what it is? Um, I know that there's a lot of a lot of the um, uh, uh, whatever is in the water can I mean can, can everything from arsenic to all kinds of 
Well, right. that would be your filters, okay? And by yeah. the way, you're just right on about that. I mean, the quality of water that's offered to human beings is disgusting. Yeah. Well, we have uh, our, our, our animals live off the river water uh, and uh, wells. Oh, that's that's very good. Perfect, had it, perfect, perfect. I had it tested, too. Let me just tell you what, what's so special about this water. First of all, what you're referring to um, is about having a really good filter that takes out yes. the pharmaceuticals. A lot of people don't realize that they actually have pharmaceuticals in their water, in the city water. They have fluoride and pharmaceuticals and all kinds of things. So what you were referring and fluoride, and those things are, are bad for anything that's alive. And yet we're told that fluoride is part of our health. It is not. So there are filters that are put out that actually remove all those things from the water. And if you can't afford one of these water systems, that would be the first thing that you want to do. There's um, Back in 1996, Gail, I don't know if you ever saw the show, but I did a water show um, on the television version of Waking Up in America. And in that water show, I actually saw three flowers. One was put in regular water, one was put in distilled water, and one was put into this restructured ionized water and the difference was the first flower faded within a couple of days. The third one took a day or two longer. And 14 days later, the one that was in the ionized alkalized water, actually, it was still going and it looked like it was brand new. And I started looking for this thing and I found out they were in Japan. And I actually tried to get my hands on one and I was unsuccessful. And then I didn't know that King & Water had actually done it and brought it to the States. I didn't understand that that's what it was. So it was that was the water conference that I had gone to, and I was looking at what was happening, and I thought, oh, this is really great. And then a friend sent me one, a loner, about maybe a month ago, and I'm just noticing all kinds of things happening. What makes it work, guys, is that they that regular water, as we get older, our cell walls get thicker, and the cell walls don't release toxins, and they don't take in the water that they should. And what we actually get is... Most people are dying from some form of dehydration, and it's simply because their cells can't do the, the, the exchange that's healthy. So the um, the machines, the different machines, there's a number of different qualities. I happen to like the Kangen one. Um, they actually reduce the size of the water molecule. That's why it's called restructured. And they reduce the size of the water molecule to half of what it normally is so that cells can start drinking in the water. You have the water filtered, and the average pH level in the body in America with all the junk food and stuff that's eaten, and I know, by the way, Teppi, what a healthy eater you are. I've had mm-hmm. the pleasure of having dinner with you. Thank you. You know, it's a good thing you do there. So she wouldn't be so worried about that, and Gail's a pretty healthy person herself. So Extremely healthy. <clears throat> yeah. You know, Val, I just wanted to actually uh, mention uh, that uh, Shambhala is an elegant ancient Sanskrit word that means a meeting place of peace and harmony for all beings, animals, or all beings, animal and human. And yep. I just thought that that was such a beautiful. It is beautiful. That beautiful. Was a gift. That was a gift to me from the woman who helped me put the Roar Foundation together in 1983. Because it's not easy to 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 um, uh, put a 501c3 into place. It's a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. Well, I actually want to just continue a teeny bit here because here's part of my question. If we could get um, one of the bigger machines at Shambhala for your animals, would you be interested in that? What uh, What would it do? What it would do, it would give them longer life, more vitality, and better health. Uh-huh. 
Well, um, are you talking about the Kagan? Oh, uh-huh, I am. Yeah. I actually have been wanting to get the, you know, when we were talking about what we cared about, Gail, I actually found out, mind you, I'm not offering you this one. <laughs> I found out that certain communities are so impressed with this water that there's actually a commercial version, and communities are paying like $750,000 for a huge one of these converters um, so that they can improve the health of their towns. Hmm. Did you ever hear about, did any either of you ever hear about the Happy Healthy Hunzes? The Happy Healthy Hunzes? <laughs> I yeah. actually was researching it on the internet. My mom was reading a book when I was eight years old, and it was called the Healthy Happy Healthy Happy Hunzes. And <laughs> about ten years ago, I bought a copy of that book to see what mom was reading, and I was just incredibly impressed. There's a place in Pakistan uh, that's where Hunza is, and there's a whole interesting story. I googled it. I mean, you could do a whole you could do a whole story on Hunza, but. What they were was originally Roman soldiers, okay, that moved into this particular steep area of Pakistan, and the circumstances of their environment actually made made their they lived to be like 150 years old and bear children at 100 and things like that. And uh, the book mentioned a series of reasons why that was so had to do with their organic gardening and the particular way that they ate and the fact that they had to run up and down hills and stuff. But I found out that one of the other reasons, and I just found that out like a couple of months ago, was that they were drinking glacier water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and glacier water is actually very similar similar to what we were speaking of. And I think what we're talking about here and have been talking about on the program, we actually re- we need to move into a simpler way of being in a simpler time. And oh, I don't well, know good luck what, with that. Well, I don't. Well, <laughs> if we do it individually. If we if we stand for all of these different things that we believe in individually, like Gail's a stand for family, you certainly are, I am too, um, and we start cleaning up our own families and our own homes, I believe our voices will get stronger. Well, that's my, that's my prayer anyway. Yeah, good one. Would you know what Aramaic, Aramaic was? What is it, so Val? It was the language of, of Jesus. Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Okay. So when Jesus said pray, he didn't mean get down on your knees and ask God to give it to you. What he actually meant when he said that, and it was translated by Rocco Rico in the Lord's Prayer, he actually said, go out and trap that which is yours. Mm. So a prayer in, 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 the, in Christ's universe was that there are certain things that are ours. There are certain passions that are ours. There are certain caring things that are ours. There are certain things we've been formed around. And um, I can't even imagine where the um, wild animals of America would be if you hadn't been here. Well, there's certainly, uh, with a few of of them, that um, they're very lucky that the Shambhala Preserve is here. I just heard about a whole group of animals that may be um, we may have to find homes for, and um, there's something like 140 animals, and um, um, it's um, I don't know I don't know what what we're going to do. Now we have we have 14 uh, compounds that need to be redone in for us to take in more animals. It's not that these arrogant compounds are not safe. That that isn't the problem. It's just that they're old, and we need we have to do them over. But we can't do the do it 
if we have animals in them. You know, mm. Oh, my gosh. So How much money huge, do you need? I need $1.4 million. Oh, that's Because the, the, um, the compounds are so big. We just finished one, and uh, it was $100,000 because of the, the, the hugeness of it and um, because of the safety measures that we put in um, to, to move the animals so that we don't have to ever um, be involved with them. Uh, and um, it's, it's a very complicated system. But I've, uh, it's going to take 1.4 million. Well, you're a 501c3, so anybody oh, listening yes. to oh, this. Oh, you bet we are, yes. Yeah, that means that this is not only will the animals appreciate you, um, Tippy might even invite you. Would you, if somebody came up with 1.4 million, I bet you'd invite them to the tent with Bill Dow, right? With Bill Dow? What? Well, to take pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm referring to the tent that yeah, you. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're um, um, uh, African safari tents, and um, they come from South Africa, and uh, it's really fabulous. I, I sneak out and go over there and sleep every now and then. <laughs> Not in the winter, though, because it gets so cold here. You know. So <laughs> people cold. actually stay overnight in them, and yeah. they pay, what, 3000 a night? Is that yes, correct? Yes, and the gourmet dinner. And uh, the same night that they would be staying over, we have our sunset safaris, which are fabulous. And we have, How does that uh, work? Uh, well, it starts uh, it's around 6 o'clock, and um, we take everybody on tour. And uh, then we come back to the party place, and uh, which is on the lake, the Shambhala Lake, and um, uh, we have a, um, a supper, and um, we have a wine tasting of my wine. Uh, Will you grow a wine? No, no, no. I'm. It, it, it's. Um, I have my own label. It's done up oh. in Napa. <laughs> so, what is she your label, Miss Edrin? Pardon me. What is your label? Uh, well, let's see, one of them has me, and the, and uh, um, I'm looking uh, like with fear because there are birds flying behind me. <laughs> Another label has me in a very, very elegant black dress, holding my favorite raven, Buddy, and um, it's very beautiful. And another label has uh, um, me and um, um, Antonio, the lion. I mean, the, the, my, my domestic kitty. Um, oh, I forgot you named your kitties after leaving did. them, didn't you? Yes. And, you know, you know, I, uh, um, I adopted the whole litter of six uh, 18 years ago. And um, uh, <laughs> this man brought them over. He said, can you help me find homes? I said, sure. And I opened the box, and they all looked up and said, hi, Mom. <laughs> and, oh, it was the best fun. So I thought, oh, it was six kitties. Who, what am I going to name them? So I named them all after actors that I had worked with. Rod Taylor, Sean Connery, uh, John Saxon, uh, Melanie Griffith, uh, Antonio Banderas. Um, it's like naming the seven dwarfs, isn't it? And uh, uh, guess who just showed up two years ago? Johnny Depp. No. came up to my front door and he said, you would open the door, please, because I'm going to live here now. <laughs> he said, actually, I heard him. He said that they were passing a rumor around. There may be others coming because they heard it's a really good thing over there. <laughs> yeah. the, there's a kitty bulletin that goes out. You better keep your eye out on it or you're going to have to get more funding. 
Now, but are these are... wines available to Gail and I, uh, or uh, just on the or and, and your your visitors? Are they is is what available, available to you? Is what available? Pardon? Are they just available in the preserve, or can you buy them anyplace else? Buy what? Your wines. Oh no! You can you can order them on the internet as well. From Shambhala or from someplace uh, the Windsor. Else? Windsor Winery. They're Windsor Wines? Mm-hmm. Windsor. I really think we that this is a really good idea. Because don't you think after people have had a few glasses of wine, they might even get more generous? Oh, well, that, that could well, happen. Well, I think that way. You, of course, yeah. being the good Norwegian, Swede, German that you are, would never think like that. <laughs> of course not. No, that's really, it's really good wine, too. Wonderful. I can hear Gail in the background. What's your what was your next conversation, Gail? Well, you know, it's just I'm just again inspired by by uh, how creative Tippy is all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I thought we we're going to have to add creative to courage. <laughs> you are, frankly, I never heard about your wine until today, and I just have to have some. <laughs> well, but it is really good too. It's good to hear. Yeah. So how do they how do they do this with you? What do they do? They go to the website. Do they buy tickets? How often do they get to come out there? Or do um, you have well, different it's programs? all it's all on the uh, on the web website shambala dot org. Tease and, them over there. They're lazy sometimes. Well, you ha- I don't know how else you'd find it. No, no, no. I I mean simply give it some. Depth so that it's irresistible for them to go to the website because right now I can see their fingers kind of poised, but they haven't had their fourteenth cup of coffee today. Yeah, well, there, you know? there's um, a tremendous number of photographs of the animals, of the wild ones, and uh, it's beautiful. And, and uh, you know, we we uh, tell all about what what uh, what is going on and um, and the. Um, uh, the safaris we talk about that and what what you do because you can uh, you can bring your own picnic and sit around the lake with us after the they have school tours too don't they to be what kind oh, you can't school do tours 18, I don't think school, can you? oh yes we do we have a, have an educational program for the children because uh, um, uh, insurance our insurance company won't allow anybody under eighteen you have to be of age right um, because the uh, you know the these big cats look at children like and not in a good way. Right. And, <laughs> oh, like uh, little like little bites. Sandwich. <laughs> you know sometimes you know during the, the the times when we have the school kids here, um, you know d- during the regular tours sometimes the you don't even see an animal in in one of the compounds or so because they don't they don't care about whether they 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 are seen or not that isn't in their mo, and uh, but on the days that the kids are here. And the littler, the better, as far as they're concerned. Those lions and tigers are right up to the fence watching. Wow. They get huh. the feed on one of the, it's very wow. bright. That's another Ooh, reason they're not good pets. You know, Tippi, I wanted to ask you something because you, you are so familiar with their natures and everything. Remember, um, the Las Vegas magicians, Secret and Roy? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know them well. And then, yeah, and then that tragedy with the tiger. I yeah. mean, what? What was your sense of that? Well, um, uh, Roy had a stroke when he was yep. on stage, mm-hmm. and it is the instinctual genetic dictate of these animals to take out any being who isn't healthy. 
That's why you never see old animals in the wild. You never see sick animals, old lame animals. You never see them. And it's the lions, it's the predator who does that, that, that takes care of all of that, and they have their dinner at the same time. Oh, for heaven's sake. That's their job. Uh-huh. We've got a couple minutes left here, and there's a, um, two things, actually, that I, I would like. I would like to say thank you to Bill Dow, and I would like you to let your listeners know what extraordinary work he does. And I believe his work is available for sale through the website and at the at Chavala, mm-hmm. right? And he has his own uh, website as well. He's an outstanding wildlife photographer, outstanding, and also an incredibly good man. I think one of the most touching stories... Um, that I ever heard was about your elephants that one of when one came from Africa do, do you know what I'm talking about and identified yeah. the, the friend and I was wondering if you would share that because I think it it gives the specialness of of what these animals are about yeah well we had uh, our our bull elephant Timbo came to us in 1972 and he lived as a lone elephant until 1978 and we heard um uh, about this this elephant who had hated being in the circus so much mm. that she almost killed two trainers, tore the tent down, and they were going to they were going to kill her. Mm-hmm. They like to say euthanize, but it's murder. Yeah. Um, and uh, we said, no, 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 we'll take her, we'll take her. And they said, you're crazy, she'll hurt you. And um, I said, well, we'll take a chance. She arrived in her van, and um, Timba was out in the, the desert area of the preserve, and. Um, uh, you know, they, they know when there's another elephant around, and he all of a sudden, his ears flared out, and he wow. came, came trucking across the desert with his, I mean, it was, uh, it was very powerful. And she walked down the ramp, and we thought, oh my God, what if they, what if they don't like each other? And, uh, fortunately, they, um, they touched trunks, turned, wow. walked side by side to the middle of the desert, and then Timbo took his trunk and, and uh, ran it over the top of her head behind her ears, and and they entwined their trunks, and oh, we were stood there like, what what is this? What's going on here? And I did research on Cora um, uh, and uh, Timbo and their histories, whatever whatever I could glean. It wasn't easy, and I found they both left Africa on the same boat. <gasps> Oh, and they went to they went to uh, Germany, Frankfurt, Germany, where they were split up. You know, because people don't care, but but, you know, when they're dealers, they don't care about the animals and about their emotions. They don't. They couldn't care less. They don't even know they have emotions. Um, But anyway, they were split up. She went to the Circus Vargas, and he went um, to a place outside of um, Vancouver. It was sort of a wild animal park, and um, but to see that that reunion was um, that it made was, me cry. When, yeah. When, oh, it and was. You know, it, the other thing that made me cry, one of the strongest things you and I ever did was to stop. Uh, in my opinion, we were instrumental in stopping the cougar initiative when they were going to make cougars yes. fair game for trophy hunters. Yes. And we could do another program just on canned hunts and things of that nature and the atrocities that these animals are put through. But Tippy and I got our hands on some footage that showed, these guys were trying to say they were protecting Californians from the dangerous, nasty um, 
cougars, and yeah. we got our hands on some footage where they were out with their dogs with radio antenna on the dogs and things like that. The dogs cornered a cougar in a tree. The, one of the hunters shot the cougar out of the tree, and you watch the cougar. I, my tears are coming down my cheeks right now, and it's been years. Watching the cougars being shot down out of the tree and flashing around in the water, oh. and then the guy putting in another shot and then picking up the skin and going, nice pelt. Yeah. Well, fortunately, the program that we put together was played between Channel 2 and Channel 4, mm-hmm. and people kept flipping through it, and that initiative got bumped into the ground just thoroughly. And I, it's one of the strongest feelings that I have with you about Tebby. We cared about something, and it mattered, and we made it really matter, and it really worked. Yes. So, oh, I, it's, it's sign-off time now. <laughs> so I really want to invite you to... Uh, care about something and do something that works. And this program has been brought to you by Laughing Dragon Entertainment, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy, Dennis Weaver, and Larry Hagman in memoriam, DrValerie.com, and Doctor is all spelled out. And we thank our producers and sponsors. And to Ron Hayes, our research assistant, a big thank you to our team at Voice America, Jess Bernard, Nathan Jett, Brad Comer, DeMont, um, our friends at Cumulus Radio, Mike Vitale and Ron Simon, and merci beaucoup to Bent Music for Bent Mike and for our theme music, Almost Ordinary People, which is available to you as a free gift and MP3 download or email. Next week, invite a friend to listen. And you can always write me at Val at wakingupatamerica.com. And remember, Sidious, Altius, Fortius, do a mitzvah today, give someone a boost, and really, Gail and Tippy, you rock. Oh, so do you, Val. Thank you. And you're not crazy anymore. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com, and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through. Now your heart is open. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.